friends, we can all listen to the sunny side of sports. Great show, bro. This is sunny side of sports. Right here on the Voice of America. Voice of America. Sporty greetings to all our Voice of America listeners. This is VOA's Muck Bill Yabro filling in for Sunny Young in Washington. Welcome to the July 18th edition of the Sunny Side of Sports. Let's hit the track with the latest on the World Athletics Championships going on in Eugene, Oregon this week. Taking a look at Sunday's action, Ugandan world record holder Joshua Chipchege delivered a tactical masterclass to win a second successive world 10,000 meters gold. Kenya's Stanley Mburu, who took a fall in the first lap, finished second, and Jacob Kiplimu grabbed the bronze for Uganda. Yeah, it's, uh, I'm very happy to have won here my second gold medal of uh, the, the World Senior Championship. It's uh, spectacular in a, in a way that uh, coming back to Oregon after close to eight years when I won the World Junior Championship, coming to a familiar people, familiar stadium. It just amended my legacy in a distance running. That was Joshua Chipchege speaking to journalists after nailing his second straight 10,000 meters gold. Shelly Ann Frazier Price claimed her fifth world title in the women's 100 meters, clocking 10.67. She edged out Sherika Jackson and Elaine Thomas Hera, the same three athletes who swept the Olympic podium in Tokyo. The action today includes the men's and women's 200 meters and the men's 3,000 meter steeplechase finals. Eritrean runner Yamane Halasalasi says he's confident of securing a medal in the steeplechase finals. Yamane spoke with our reporter Prince Nesta in an exclusive interview from Hayward Field. I'm uh, Olympian athlete Yamane Halasalasi from Eritrea. I compete in uh, 3,000 steeplechase. I was uh, my first race. I was competing uh, 15 of uh, July in uh, time trial, which means to qualify for the final for tomorrow. And uh, I did uh, good time, and I qualify for tomorrow. Which competitions have you competed in before? Yeah, before I was competing uh, several races uh, since 2016. Uh, I tried, I was running in um, Rio, something, different races, uh, Diamond Leagues, and uh, the different world champion, uh, London and uh, Doha, also the big race of uh, Olympic, uh, Tokyo. I was uh, number five in Tokyo. This is my personal best in the uh, international champion, world champion, Olympic. And my PB is 8-11. Tomorrow I will fight for final for my dad. What medal are you going for in tomorrow's final? Oof. Uh, actually, it's a hard race, I know, uh, because it's a world champion. Everybody that uh, run for medals. And also me, I run for medal. So who take the medal, we'll see tomorrow. Which at least do you think possibly will be a threat towards you getting a medal? Actually, uh, there are so many Kenyans, strong Kenyans. They qualify three Kenyans. Uh, there is the Americans, the, there is Morocco. All that qualify, athletic ministers, all are strong. So we don't know. There is Ethiopians also. So all our strongest, you cannot guess it. All our strongest who take chances. Lastly, there are a lot of Eritreans who are listening to you right now. What can you tell them in regards to your race tomorrow? Oh, for, about Eritreans is amazing. We are not expect to like this. They come here to motivate us. 
uh, they travel from very far places. Uh, so uh, I want to thank, I want to tell us uh, thank you very much for all Eritreans for support us. Uh, it's amazing. Thank you. Uh, and tomorrow will support us as usual. So thank you. That was Yemene Halasalasi. One of the Eritrean coaches shared his thoughts on the Eastern African nation's performance so far in the World Track and Field Championships. My name is Kofla Hapte and I'm a just assistant to one of the staff coach. Are you contented with the performance of your team so far? Oh yeah. I mean, they performed very well. And they performed within all the obstacles they got through. Uh, but, you know, they made it and they fight through it. They still do it. They still going. We still have some events going. So they prepare, they're participating well. Most of our events is already final because we are participating in the marathon. Women marathon we still have tomorrow morning. And then we have some athletes in there. We have the Stipple Chase 3000 tomorrow, the final. We are in it. We made it the final. So... Today we played our final, so we, are, we still have, we're still progressing, we're still in the game. There are several Eritreans listening to you right now, and there are several Africans also listening to you right now. What can you tell them? Well, uh, within the Eritrean community, they know how hard they, 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 uh, they prepare or they perform our athletes anywhere, whether it's in running or bicycle. And as, as we can see, the, the, the African or Black Stars phenomena, bicycle, Binam, Girma, is part of our you know, history and culture and uh, nationality. But as, as we're talking here in the Eugene, the World Championship, everywhere their Eritrean athletes go, the Eritrean community need to come up and support, and that will give them a lot of uh, hype and morale to the athletes to perform better. So that's all I can ask the community everywhere. You see the Eritrean flag, the Eritrean athletes, we need to go and support. And as well, the Africans everywhere. That was Eric Train Athletics coach Kifle Hepte calling for fan support ahead of the world track and field competition in Eugene, Oregon. Fans from all over the world are in Eugene to cheer on their favorite athletes. Prince Nesta caught up with some right after Ethiopian marathon runner Tamrit Tola clocked a time of 2 hours, 5 minutes, and 37 seconds to win gold at the World Athletics Championships. This is what they had to say. My name is Ethiopia and I'm from Ethiopia. <laughs> How did you feel when Ethiopia actually won the marathon? I was so excited. I was I was so happy. I was watching on the TV before I got out of, on the road. So I was watching them and they were in front. I was sure like somebody would be there. But when the second person was coming and like he was from Ethiopia, I was just like screaming and I was so happy. So exciting to see. I'm happy not because we are beating Kenyan some they're just like doing their best and they're succeeding i'm so happy for them and i'm so happy to see my like flag flying up high so there are some ethiopian athletes who are yet to compete in this event what's your message to them i wish everybody good luck i wish they would do their best and whatever their best is good so i want them to enjoy the process and have fun (laughs) and i support all the african i was just i'm happy that uganda won and i'm like kenya is this still in Africa, so I'm just like Team Africa. (laughs) What's your message to the Africans back in the continent who are watching these games? Everybody, we got this. (laughs) We got this. Go Africa. (laughs) I am Youlso, and I came from Ethiopia originally, but I've been living in Eugene for the past six years. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we are all thrilled. We were so happy to see the Ethiopians win the gold and silver medal. It was not surprising, but it is also thrilling. We're really 
happy. We had a lot of hope on the 10,000 as well. Well, things happened. We didn't succeed this time around. Yesterday, uh, 10,000 was hilarious. Again, the women's uh, 10K was uh, marvelous. But the Ugandan, the Kenyan, they were really fierce competitors. And it's not surprising again to see silver and the gold medal are gone. Yeah, but they've tried a lot, but the, the sprint was uh, fierce competition and didn't happen. What's um, your opinion on the organization so far of the event here at Hayward Film? I also assist in the organization uh, Oregon 22 World Championships. Uh, it's quite organized and it's really good. It's really, really good. The stadium is a bit small, as you can see, but the technology is fine and... Uh, and the organization is, is marvelous. Your message to the Ethiopian athletes who are yet to compete in this event, uh, what's your message to them? Our hopes are high still. That whatever results we have already achieved, we have to be able to maintain that. And um, I hope the upcoming competitions for the Ethiopians will be promising as well. And I, I wish them good luck. My name is Dawit Salamashid. I am also from Ethiopia, but currently living in Eugene. How did you feel when Ethiopia won the marathon. I think that was very exciting. Uh, I was expecting that to happen, but I was uh, honestly open for any African you know, countries to win this. Uh, basically, I was expecting from East Africa. So that happened. You know, how about the 10,000 meters? Ethiopia really didn't perform as expected. What happened in your opinion? I think, you know, mostly Ethiopians, we always expect to win and win. You know, we had that kind of tradition. But it was fairly, we had the, on the women's, you know, 10,000, we got the gold, you know. So at least we got the parts. So this is something to be shared now for Uganda and Kenya. So I personally really, really happy about it. Lastly, your message to, you know, the Ethiopian athletes who are yet to compete in this event. What would you like to tell them? Well, they are representing their people, their country. So uh, their performance is representing, you know, the whole Africa and their countries, but they can do all their best, you know, and we are proud of them all. You know, they came here and trying uh, performing in such a way, in such a manner. And so everyone's eyes are, I think, on African athletes, on Ethiopian athletes. And, you know, I think that's an opportunity for them. And it is an exciting opportunity for us also to see them here. Go Team Africa! <laughs> My name is Shirley Tomlinson Gray, originally from Jamaica, but live in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And we are here for the games. The organization is good. They have everything well planned out. Um, there's no really delay. I've been to more than one world championship athletics, so we're used to being in line. And it, they move very fast, and they're doing a wonderful job. Stadium is fantastic. The seats are soft. They're not hard. And it's gorgeous, the stadium. I'm supporting two places, Jamaica and the USA. I live in the USA, so I support both. I carry both flags. And the Jamaican so far is doing very well. The young man for the 100, he's only 19 and he's doing a 21. He's doing an excellent job. And I'm proud. I say Fred is my guy and he did a wonderful job. So I'm happy. There are some athletes who are yet to compete in this event. You know, both Jamaican and American athletes, you know, they're yet to compete in this event. So what's your message to them? Just be safe be healthy and I hope the girl just do one, two, three and four. Jamaican. Tonight. 
Yes. <laughs> and, you know, there are people who aren't here in Eugene, Oregon, at the Hayward Fall. What's your message to them? If you can visit, come and visit Oregon. It's a beautiful place. The greenery, the mountains, if you love mountains, and the rivers are here. Just come and visit and enjoy. My name is Hervé. I'm coming from Gabon. And the event was great. We have very nice uh, runner and I think it was great because we have like the 400 meter mix. It was very uh, good event with the Dominican Republic who was come first and the United States come third. And we have the qualification for the 3,000 meter and for men and the 1,500 meter for women. We are lucky to be here and I think the organization is fine because we just use a app and as soon you come they just scan your ticket. It's easy to get in. It's easy to get outside. So people are very helpful to guide you when you want any information. What's your opinion as far as African performances are concerned oh, in this event? Yeah, um, for the event for this, uh, this evening, I was surprised by Nigeria. They did very well. I think they have uh, many people who are uh, athletes who qualify for the, uh, the 100 meter. And Kenya, Ethiopia did well on three three thousand meter and one thousand five hundred meter. So I think by the end of the day, this evening the African team athlete did very well. What did you like to tell African athletes uh, who are taking part in this event? I think the message for them it would be do your best, don't stop, just try to do your best, take the time and don't rush. Don't rush because is, it's a little bit hot. Just don't rush and be maybe the middle, then at the end you can speed up to win the, your, your race. What's your name and where do you come from? I am Maurice Gray and I'm originally from Jamaica. So far, you contented with the organization here at the World Athletics Championships? Yes, uh, I've traveled to several world and Olympic uh, all over the world. Yes, uh, I think they are well organized and I am satisfied with it. Are you contented, you know, with uh, the performance of the athletes so far? Well, let me say this, that, and I have said this to people, I say the United States is comprised of people from all over the world. We, I am originally from Jamaica. I have to support Jamaica as well as the U.S., because I am, my roots are in Jamaica, but I live and love this country, and I support both countries. The performances uh, of Jamaica, uh, yes, I am, I am satisfied uh, with what uh, they're doing. Like everything else, you have to grow, and now it's a rebuilding process in some, in some areas. And yes, uh, it, it's like everything, it takes time. The young man, Seville, um, he came in fourth in this um, World Athletics Championship. Are you seeing possibly another bolt in him? Or? <laughs> well, uh, no, we, nobody can predict who any others will be. However, based on uh, his performance and personality, I think he will be an excellent athlete in the future and he will do very well. No one predict, can predict what in, uh, will happen because... Uh, along the way, there are accidents. There are all types of things that come along. 
but I do hope that he will be an excellent and continue to improve. There's going to be American athletes who you're going to be supporting, and there's also Jamaican athletes who haven't yet competed in this event, and they're looking forward to competing in the next you know, coming days. What's your message to them? My message is do the best you can always, and always remember that um, there are other people who grow along the way, and sometimes you're beaten, but always remember there's another day, and do your best and work hard at what you do and I and no one knows and hopefully you'll all succeed and do well but always respect people no matter what you do always respect people whether they are it's the person on the street who is homeless or the person who is the wealthiest on earth always respect others go Jamaica and go USA out of many one people and one world. There is all for now from Eugene McBill. Back to you in Washington. Thanks, Prince. You're listening to the Sunny Side of Sports on VOA. I'm Muck Bill Yabaro sitting in for Sunny Young. Don't forget you can catch all your favorite VOA programs on VOAAfrica.com. And for world news, you can also check out voanews.com heading to the soccer field today there will be plenty of action in the women's africa cup of nations football tournament in morocco south africa will play zambia in casablanca in the first game while host morocco takes on nigeria in a second game in rabat the four teams have qualified to represent africa in next year's fifa women's world cup in australia and new zealand iron mike mbonye spoke with chigozi Chukwaleti, the vice president of the Sports Writers Association of Nigeria, Southeast Zone, about today's matchups and state of women's football in Africa. Well, the girl that gave Nigeria the World Cup ticket, talking about uh, Rashidat, in her interview after their last match, said that Nigeria could not afford to be absent at the World Cup. And for me, having come this far in this championship, the Super Falcons cannot afford to cut short their 10th title chess dream, you know. There is a new generation of players who are hungry and desire for the world to see their talent. They are in Morocco with two mandates, you know, they have achieved one and their eyes are on the second one. However, the match will be a tough one playing against the hosts. It will be a litmus test for the Falcons. The Moroccans have uh, reached this stage partially, the way I see it, because of their status as hosts. And uh, on that note, their confidence will definitely be high, but uh, they haven't got the kind of uh, experience and exposure the Nigerians have. Some of these things, you get it out of experience, and it doesn't just come easy. I believe if the Falcons can keep a cool head and... uh, utilize their chances, they will scale through. But if they get excited, if they get careless, if they get careless, it could end in the gambling of penalties. And you know what that means. It can go either way. Zambia and South Africa will clash in another semi-final game in the ongoing Women's Africa Cup of Nations football tournament. What's your take on the encounter? You see, the Zambian team may be new to African Women Cup of Nations, 
but they are sure not new to the game of football. They have shown resilience and determination and that hunger to make a mark in the continent. But that is not enough when, it, when squared against an experienced side like South Africa. The Bayana Bayana have more quality and they, they have displayed supreme confidence so far in the tournament. They keep the ball on the ground and they are short in their ball distribution. You know, even the ability to, to return, you know, they have really shown some kind of um, advanced, you know, level of maturity in female football, you know. I think I give it to South Africa in this match against uh, Zambia. They are stronger and more experienced. Do you think African teams that have qualified for next year's FIFA Women's World Cup have chances against European teams? Female football in the world today has gone to the next level and Africa is miles behind, unfortunately. With the tempo of what is happening in Europe, if you watch the European uh, Championships, I don't think the African teams will do too well in the World Cup. The quality seen so far in this tournament is far below what is seen in European and, Af and uh, South American teams, even in Asian teams too. We may see one or two surprises and a possible second round presence. Anything outside that will be a miracle. That's just the truth. We've not really gotten it right. You know, a lot of things are not done well. Africa is filled with fire brigade approach. You know, uh, when a championship is ready or there will be a championship, every country will be, you know, running around to present a team just to be at the championship. But be, after that, the story is not palatable, it's not, it's not interesting. You can't you can give what you don't have. That's just the truth. The states where we are in Africa, in female football, we are not yet at that point where when we are going to the World Cup, we'll be expecting to see an African team in the quarterfinals, semifinals and all that, you know. That's just the way it is for now. But if South Africa, Nigeria can put enough in the preparations for this World Cup, maybe, and just maybe, and that is one of these miracles I'm talking about that can be, that can be seen. That was Chikozi Chukwaleta, the vice president of the Sports Writers Association of Nigeria, Southeast Zone, speaking with reporter Iron Mike Mbonye by phone from Awaka, Nigeria. Hello, this is Heather Maxwell, host of Music Time in Africa. Join me every Saturday and Sunday for an hour of awesome African music. Like to stay on top of new music trends? Breakout artists? New releases? Maybe you just love the classic styles and artists of the past. 
Or simply the sound and feel of a good beat. Whatever your pleasure, you can get it every week right here on Music Time in Africa. So join me on your local FM station, Saturdays and Sundays at 1500 and 2000 UTC. Let's get back on the pitch with some news from European football. Senegalese striker Sadio Mane was a hero at Liverpool. Now he is aiming for similar status at Bayern Munich. The German giant signed the Senegalese striker in June for $41.9 million after he spent six years with the English Premier League side. Mane says he has some big goals. My target is simple. One of my biggest dreams is to win all the top titles possible with this uh, great club because possible when you play by Munich, you, you have to win titles. And uh, so, personally, I'm lucky to be part of this kind of team. And of course, we, we want to win all the trophies possible with my teammates. That was Senegalese striker Sadio Mane, who has just signed on with Germany's Bayern Munich. And Robert Lewandowski joined Barcelona in Miami on Sunday ahead of his medical and signing of his contract with the Catlin Club. Barcelona on Saturday reached an agreement with Bayern Munich to acquire the Poland striker in a deal expected to reach nearly $50.5 million. He is also aiming high for the coming season. Uh, for me, it's uh, goals that are always uh, the high. You know, I want, I always want to win. I, not only the game, also the titles. And I know that uh, we have so many good players with amazing uh, quality, and uh, we we can going high, very up, uh, looking forward only together. And we know that. Uh, with this team, we can achieve um, a lot in this season, and I am sure that uh, that's going to be like that. Lewandowski was speaking on a Barcelona team video. The squad still without Lewandowski has its first training session in the United States on Sunday ahead of its tour in the United States. Barcelona plays Miami and Florida before facing Real Madrid in Las Vegas, Juventus in Dallas, and the New York Red Bull in New Jersey. The 33-year-old Lewandowski has been one of football's most prolific scorers in the past decade and was voted FIFA's best player of the year in 2020 and 2021. He arrives to boost a Barcelona team that did not win any titles last season. The big news on the links. Cameron Smith charged his way into history at St. Andrews and the Australian captured his first major by overcoming Rory McIlroy to win the British Open. Graham Eggers with the Associated Press has more. Cameron Smith has ridden a wave of back nine birdies to surge to his first major title, closing out a one-shot victory at the British Open. I knew it wasn't going to be too long before I... Uh, before I got one of these. I've knocked on the door, I think, uh, maybe one too many times now, so it's it's nice to... Uh Nice to get it done. Smith equaled the major record of 20 under after a closing 64 that included five birdies in a row from the 10th and a winning birdie on the last. He finished one clear of Cameron Young, who eagled the 18th to edge out Rory McIlroy for second place. I'm Graham Agars. Now to rev things up, here's the latest on motorsports. Scott Dixon snapped a 22-race winless streak Sunday in Toronto, Canada. He now has moved into a tie with Mario Andretti for second on IndyCar's career wins list when he held off pole sitter Colton Herta and Felix Rosenvist in Toronto. 
Dixon spent the day running up front. He opened a two-second gap over Herta and the rest of the field and never relinquished it in his fourth win at Toronto, where IndyCar returned for the first time since 2019. It's Dixon's 52nd win overall. In the U.S. state of New Hampshire, Christopher Bell crashed the NASCAR playoffs, winning Sunday at New Hampshire Motor Speedway to become the 14th Cup Series winner this season. Jerry Jordan with the Associated Press has more. Christopher Bell didn't have the best car for most of the race at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, but his crew kept working on it, and it came alive as he chased down the leaders and drove away with his first win of the season. My car was the fastest one out there, especially on the long run, and... uh I did my job to maximize that. With six races left in the regular season, Bell's win has huge implications for the NASCAR playoff standings as he becomes the 14th driver to lock himself in to the round of 16. The cutoff line kept creeping up and up and up, so uh, it feels really good to hopefully get myself above that cutoff line by a couple spots. Chase Elliott finished second. Bubba Wallace was third. I'm Jerry Jordan. And that wraps up the July 18th edition of the show. Thank you for tuning in, and you have a nice week ahead. I am VOA's Muckville Yabaro, filling in for Sonny Young in Washington, and that's the sunny side of sports. I get it.